0: Hi, from the first times we started dancing together, I knew there was something special about the way you think, conceptualise things and hear the music. Talking and practising together pushes me and inspires me every day. But today I wanted to do a deep dive into your creative process and um, I wanted to start by asking, can you explain what goes through your head when you're freestyling or practising and coming up with new ideas
1: it's quite interesting trying to actually think of the thought state you're in they're all different freestyling or practicing coming up with new ideas is more like of a cognitive thing often I'll sort of think of dancing in my head like imagining it like a sequence of things flowing from one to the other and at the beginning I was really interested which is what we started practicing on like Trying to have a mental model of how two bodies move when you like join hands. If one arm goes this way, where do the locks happen? And when you begin, it's kind of hard because you can't even visualize how you go from one pattern to another. And it's always something if you try to get two people to get into a specific position, like wrapping an arm or something, they normally have to go through the move to get there. So when I'm on my own, or thinking of new ideas. It's often through imagining things flowing and then you sort of think, ah, like, what if I did this? And it's just interesting to explore because it's always kind of toward the bigger goal of understanding all the possibilities rather than creating some cool move. When practicing, if we're together, it's sometimes you'll do something unexpected and it sort of opens a door and it's like, you know, where can that go? Other times it's, it's it's weird though, because it's like anything creative where it, the whatever spurs it can be entirely different from one step to the other.
0: That's, I guess what I was trying to get to is, can you pinpoint the exact moment where you get an idea? And I understand it might be difficult, like, can you say when you're falling asleep or, you know, where yeah. does an idea come from? But could you explain, you know, when the idea or even the baby idea appears in your brain? what it feels like how would you explain it
1: yeah it's a weird one actually it's I swear it's a bit more of when you think you've had something I feel like the reaction to it is faster than knowing what it is Mm. it's like you get kind of excited and you don't know why yet but your body knows like you just saw something that might be a possibility or you know the one where you're thinking it through in your head can be a little bit more obvious because you're visualizing it when you're practicing and doing something, it's normally, I think, often through curiosity mm. and, like, just some trigger. And it always comes with, like, a very intense moment of, like, excitement where you're just like, Wow like a pierce straight through you. You just, yeah. That's when you know you've, there's something fun to try. And then I can't not do it. That's why it's <laughs> hard to practice.
0: <laughs> so when you dance to a song, what do you look for and what cues do you take from the music?
1: When I was first dancing a lot... I would sometimes sort of hum a melody that maybe not even in the music because when I was younger, I used to play in a band and I used to play um, the lead guitar. And that was kind of a fun role because you basically, the band was fine without you. All you came along to do is kind of write a sort of top level melody over the top. And band practice used to be me just sat on the floor doing something else for a little while until eventually I just got inspired and started like tinkering on the guitar very quietly. So it was always that discovery of what fit and you're sort of drawing a line through the song. And I think dancing can be like that. And especially at the beginning, I thought that was quite interesting because it's like you're almost dancing (laughs) to melodies that aren't there that you're creating and you're kind of the instrument, which is kind of a fun way to interact with it. However, I think that can give a lack of credit to what's already in the song, especially when you have a finished song that's, you know, all the layers are there. And working about the message of the song, the energy of the song, there are different ways to be musical with it. I think... It's that whole discovery and that's what's quite exciting. You have the first level which is working on the drums which is sort of like a continuous flow and that can get you a sort of groove in your body but then it's really fun when you find something little in the song and you're trying to find ways with your partner to kind of like express that and find it together and find ways to like work with it because it's more that like if you hear it and you don't get to respond to it it almost feels a bit sad because it's kind of You're losing it. It's going away from you. But again, there are different states, I think. I guess it depends on the song. Sometimes there's one part of the song that catches you and you work with that for ages. Sometimes if you have a song that's really interesting, that has lots of layers, the instruments talk to each other, it's sort of like a conversation you want to be part of. So you try to find a way in. That's the best.
0: So when you compare... Jamming on the guitar and improvising movement. Would you say they're similar processes that you express in different ways? Or do you think they require completely different parts of your brain and completely different patterns?
1: I definitely think there's an overlap and actually a frustration, which is that when playing guitar and trying to play over a song, you find your body falls into sort of like memory loops where you play the same style of little rhythm or something. And the same thing happens where in dance, where you start to think you're actually disconnected from whatever else there is, like the essence, I guess, of the song, the essence of the dance, because you're actually just executing little loops your body's remembered. And for me, that's the most frustrating thing. I think that's why coming back to the question of creativity, it's like so exciting to be creative because it's like tricking yourself. (laughs) It's like your whole, your body is doing something you didn't expect. And normally that comes from like, again some kind of trigger and it's i feel like it's accessing sort of like a different level in the way you interact
0: you your dream and your brain tricks itself into thinking you're, you're experiencing something external but actually mm. you're creating the entire experience
1: A dream is a pretty interesting and impressive thing because you literally create things based on truths from your life maybe like things you've seen but your mind comes up with something entirely new so yeah when that can happen Within a dance. And that's sort of the beauty, I think, also of a partner dance is that ideally you get that inspiration from each other. And like I said at the beginning, sometimes you'll do something surprising and it becomes such an opportunity. And it's like, that's so much better than whatever my body was expecting to come next. And let's play with that now.
0: So, how does dancing with a partner influence your creative process then?
1: It's an interesting one because it's sort of the biggest interest I have in dance is how much you can push that question like how far you can go with it I really hate the idea that dancing is all about orchestrating a dance for someone else you can easily feel I think especially if someone relatively new to dancing that leading is sort of like conducting a dance making a person hit that beat for you kind of thing like and I saw something really interesting when someone said you want to dance with someone not with yourself through someone and I think that kind of comes into this question of that experience you have with someone And for me, I'm so I'm so interested in music and movement as an art form. And so I love when you dance with someone where you both engage with the music and that energy and then you discover new things. And I think it is when you feel like the person is expressing themselves. And to be honest, if there's space, you maybe even lead some, as I probably do quite often, lead something kind of uncertain, it leading somewhere you didn't expect. Taking that as the flow, that's kind of the beauty of having a whole other consciousness on the other side of the dance. And I would love if that could be something that happens more often where we can find ways for people to really take from each other. I I even think that 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 question is a very difficult question to answer because maybe I don't even know the difference between someone who somehow is very engaged with the dance and doesn't expect me to maybe... Give them all the direction is actually taking a lot of direction, just even in whatever like their muscles or anything. maybe that's having a massive difference on the on the effect things that I think is a very hard, hard question to answer actually
0: <laughs> yeah what about when choreographing do you approach it differently, or do you have the same ideation process several times and then select your preferred option at the end? so essentially you do a freestyle over and over and over again until you find something you like.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I think it would depend partly on the sort of mental state you're in, what part through the choreography session you're in, how inspired by the music you are, what kind of challenge you're faced with. I'm thinking of a specific time where um, we were choreographing something and there was a position we were in that we liked how we got there, but then the song did something pretty crazy and we, we, we couldn't, We knew there was something there, but it meant doing stuff we never tried before and it turned into something pretty crazy. But it was a case of like stepping it through, figuring out what options we have and then using a sort of like inner compass to tell you which ones fit. But when choreographing, it's kind of fun because you really get to think about that sound expressed as a move, not even as a move, as movement, not thinking about moves anymore, movement, Mm. a texture of a movement. I love the idea of texture and movement. It's like you do the same move, but somehow you give it some character. And, and I think choreography is really ex- exciting for that reason. Because also choreography, you think I uh, think a lot more about how it makes sense. I think the funnest part I've had with a song is thinking about the story that the music is saying, and especially when you don't include um, lyrics because lyrics are too obvious in some sense. It, it tells you what that you know the meanings in the words. And I know there's much more expression in the voice. But when you listen to instruments, especially coming from a guitar perspective, I find the kind of voice of an instrument and the slight differences so appealing and interesting to play with. So
0: having a a structure and a narrative to the choreography, to the piece, did you find that restrictive or did it actually help you be more creative in a different sense?
1: I think it changes the creative process to be one that's, you'd argue, I'd argue, somewhat logical. And it's a story, right? It's something you're working with. You get to put it all in your head. You get to think about it for ages. let it kind of grow into something. And um, I think the difference between that and freestyling, for example, where the creative flow is more about... It's a different sort of process where you're responding to the song, which is equally awesome because it's about kind of being in tune with your partner in the song so I guess it's two different things where choreography just has the added side to it where you get to be almost very I don't want to say magical but <laughs> <laughs> you get to really go to like a fundamental level of how you connect with that song and you really get to keep digging I guess that's it you dig 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 until you're feeling it and Definitely when you watch some choreographies, it's like there are different ways to do it, it feels like. One is to do moves at the right times, make it a wow factor, you know, you're showing off a skill as well, but I find the ones which really seem to have a message, and I think music has that too, you know, what inspires someone to write a song, I think that dialogue is so fun to play with.
0: It's so interesting because we've never really talked about this in depth, but... I would use almost the same words to describe what I like about choreography, which is that I feel like in freestyle, I mean as a follower, I have to be less creative arguably than the leader, but I feel like it's more of a an emotional and intuitive response to the sound, like your body sort of does whatever it wants, and you just have to roll with it, and you kind of train it to have better responses. But when choreographing, I love having an overarching structure and thinking about going from A to B in a way that makes sense. But also, I I like diving really, really deep into, you know, three seconds of the song, what sounds there are in this bit and what texture, what... I see it almost like shapes and colors. Like I have a vague idea of what I want to express, but it's like, it's not quite coming and you have to keep trying. And again, to come back to the um, dream analogy, it's like when you wake up and you're trying to remember your dream and you kind of have a feeling for it, but you can't quite pinpoint it. And sometimes you completely forget. It's frustrating. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just like, it just focuses and it clicks. And it's like this is what I want. This is what I had in mind.
1: Yeah, it's this whole quite. Time. It's quite a frustrating loop actually, because yeah. it's, it's exactly that. It's like you have a. I'd say it's very similar to the first question on creativity. It's like you have an odd, you feel out of equilibrium, where your emotions, like you're in, you can feel some sort of, um, I guess, emotional guide, and it's attached to something going on in your brain of what you feel there is some in the song and you get time to dig into that and you probably learn so much about yourself, I guess. You learn about that connection you're having with the song and it really broadens your, your thought process. And I think that then bleeds over into freestyle because the level with which you listen to a song and then build those emotional connections to the song and then those are attached to... Understanding movement and ways of expressing because ultimately it's all mm-hmm. about expressing, and I guess that's it as soon as you have something you want to express, you might have a sort of um i would almost call it like a tension or sort of like a uh, what's the word Coup de coeur <laughs> <laughs> you might have um almost that tightening feeling in yourself where you're like, "I have something, I want to say something, and that's probably the most frustrating part also for me in dance when you feel like your body Again, coming back to that idea of guitar, composition and freestyle, where you're going through loops and you're not really expressing yourself. I think that is something so fun about choreography because sometimes it can take hours to get a second done, which is actually when you've done it, you've learned so much.
0: But I feel like it's also the ultimate means and tools for expression because you can afford to spend so much time finding the exact way of saying what you're trying to say. So you don't settle for something that works or something that's good. You keep going beyond and beyond to try to find, like... I mean, to be honest, like, it's never going to be the perfect choreography, but I want to feel like I couldn't have represented that sound better than this. Like, to me, this is what it feels like.
1: Yeah.
0: And doing this for every second of the piece and never having a filler... Yeah. I think for me is you know is so fulfilling
1: yeah I think it's fulfilling and it's <laughs> it sounds weird, but it's like a matter of principle it's <laughs> like there's something there it has so much to offer, and you keep trying to give as much as you can in a way receiving what it has to offer, but giving respect to what it has to offer mm. I think that's the beauty of choosing the song you're going to do, and then that's the beauty also of thinking of just listening it just Definitely dancing made me appreciate songs much more, less about what I can also do over it, like thinking of it as trying to compose and just understanding how much beauty there is in people's music and then dance is another way to express it, which is kind of fun to have.
0: Yeah. You know I'm all about cross-disciplinarity and stuff. How does your background in physics and your interest in philosophy shape the way you approach learning Zook?
1: Hmm. Physics definitely is a process of trying there's always this idea that physics is always about approaching a problem from what people say is first principles so this is kind of breaking something down to very simple truths
0: and philosophy too
1: and philosophy too actually yeah but i would say my my how philosophy affects it is very different to physics i would say physics is partly a mechanical thing where i like to it's not good enough for someone to say you just do it this way at all actually Everything has to, especially within the lead and follow structure, and especially even like co-creation where we explore the way that both follow and lead can direct the dance to an extent, but not in terms of taking over the lead, but just in the ways in which it evolves. I find it really interesting to come at it from an idea that would have a consistent framework. Um, I think physics definitely opens, in my view, opens the door to a lot of, things that are really hard to define like you know even spirituality to an extent i don't think it rules that out where i think some people think it's one or the other mm. and i think the same way in a dance is if you have a framework it doesn't take away the level to which you can um express but i think it gives you understanding and i like the idea of vocabulary same as how you'd understand math it's a way of discovering and expressing so yeah i think i would say i still think i come at it from a as if I'm learning physics
0: but would you say you're wanting to fit everything into a framework like a very rational framework sometimes does you a disservice because you know you often hear about teachers and their experience with Europeans or North Americans where we want rules and we want forty-five degree angles and you know we want to be given very specific guidelines where in Brazil and other places you learn more from a body awareness mm. place.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point because it also runs the risk that as you know, I'm still relatively new to the dancing, and it still runs the risk that you put everything into your framework and then you don't budge. You think you figured it out and then you end up actually attaching yourself to it. And I think that's why I think that's why it's much more about an inquiry into the feelings. It's very much attached to the feelings. And from that perspective, I think the framework part comes in about understanding why something feels better, why something works with, you know, the difference between two dancers trying to not just almost leave it at, ah, it just feels good. This feels bad, but actually think about it a bit more. Mm -hmm. And then I think that allows you to discover so much more. And when you attach that to the loops you go through of how you inquire over your own body, I think it just gives you this synergy between your brain and your feelings because you're building like a mental model. Same as how we started with working with different movements, how they all fit together. Touching on what you said about how philosophy then fits in. Mm -hmm. Philosophy for me, I think, is more a question. And when I say I'm interested in philosophy, it's more about like, I think, older times where it was Mm -hmm. more attached to, I guess, the work done to be philosophically speaking or with whichever uh philosophy you like trying to say what is it to be a good human in a sense and what is it what's the purpose of living and things like this i feel like there's a recurring
0: thing about virtue in...
1: virtue yeah so for me in dance it's a lot about what kind of person do you want to be beyond the dance actually it's all parts of life But I think within dance, you're actually faced with a very interesting question that I think a lot of people answer without even knowing it. Like on both sides of the table, follow or lead, you know, are you what are you there for or or in the dance? How do you want to conduct yourself in a way that makes you happy with who you are? And it's a funny one because it's for me, like trying to be ideally I want to get there, like a leader who's able to give space and really listen to the partner and stuff it's much more than just being a good dancer for sure and it's also up. some people don't even like that they're like maybe more of a firm lead or something like that but for me it's a question of trying to exercise your beliefs of what it is to be a good person in the way that you dance and that's why I think actually dancing it's a very intense thing where you just you and another person they trust you and especially when you're a leader you it seems like some people think it's okay to completely dominate it and make a person go through hoops for you and people seem to be taking certain um liberties that they shouldn't and kind of manipulating that trust someone gives you and i think it's funny because equally with it potentially going that wrong it also has the potential to create really good people as i've a lot of people are like that and I actually think it creates a a space which allows people to really evaluate their respect for other humans, both man on man, woman on woman, man and woman. And I think it's actually something that I always thought when I first started, especially I, I used to love it because I was like, coming from someone who didn't dance at all and coming as being an English person, or, oh, okay, I
0: shouldn't
1: have said that.
0: he admits it.
1: Yeah, I'm English, I think, or at least a bit. Um, but coming from someone who's grown up in England where people are generally you feel like there's a barrier where you can't just talk to someone to going into a room where people are willing to like, especially in Zouk, you know, get very close to you, give you that space to make mistakes. And you actually have a sudden dialogue with so many people because like speaking to someone when you dance with everyone is such a, a minor thing. What feels incredible is that no one seemed to be wanting anything out of each other. It was kind of a giving environment. It was a respectful environment. And I think, for me, I actually think that dancing should should be something with good values, which I think is actually really important that teachers, especially if they're going to start talking about their own philosophies and what they take from dance, it's important to have good values. If you take all that, it becomes a really powerful package that I think if kids learn at a young age how to, you know, respect someone within a dance form people would grow up with such good you know values and care for each other i think i think philosophically speaking dance has a lot to offer if we actually attach more of our values to the dance
0: but then how would you define good values because i'm reading a book at the moment uh, on political philosophy called justice something something like what's the right thing to do and basically my main takeaway from that book is that any principle starts from a good intention. Like you can, you can consider individual freedom to be the most sacred value and you will do anything to uphold that. Or you can consider that maximizing happiness and welfare, however you measure that in the group of people is actually the best value you could pursue and already in between those, they both start with a very good intention. But when you push them to the extreme, suddenly you fall into all sorts of problems and you also contradict each other. Mm. So I feel like it's really difficult to define what good values are in uh, in dancing or in any discipline because many, many good values actually will conflict and lead to not necessarily good results.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a really good point. And no one can dictate the the good set of values. It, everyone's different. I think it's something to embrace. However, I think you could measure a little bit on how much someone is trying to take. We read an interesting article once on, well, as a dancer, are you a giver or a taker? And it it's an odd idea actually that it's all about the kind of energy you give to someone in the dance. And even if you had a great dance with someone, sometimes you feel a bit depleted afterwards. And it, I don't even know how you can explain why, but it's almost like your energy is going. And then some people, your energy comes and it spurs you on to dance for longer. And it's just something really interesting to pay attention to and try to then ask the question, which one are you? And for me, I think a massive part, though, in, in um, scoping out values within dance, would definitely touch on respect. Mm. Because I actually think the beautiful thing of dance, and it kind of acts as a metaphor for life, and you always say that a dance is very much like a conversation. Now, a conversation, we converse for all sorts of reasons. Conversations end up in all sorts of places. And as its own thing, conversation is such a way of expressing, a very open-ended activity. And that's kind of beautiful. And dance, I think, is the same. And any two people that join to have a dance can be coming from totally different spaces. I think the thing that sets it apart from... I would say, in a sense, good and bad, is how much do you respect that person and how much are you willing to, you know, what are you trying to get from them, if anything? And ideally, it's more about what you're trying to give to them Mm. and how you're trying to care for them. And if that reciprocates, you try to go a bit their way and they try to go a bit your way, where if they want to dance this way, you don't go, no, this is my style, I'm doing it my way. And especially you can attach this to beginners. Like if you're dancing with a beginner, are you going to try and make them do all the moves that make you feel good as a leader to look cool? to feel cool or are you actually going to pay attention to almost what they require and you know I've heard beginners talk about some dancers who you know are like amazing in my eyes for this is these are ones who show them something they didn't know they could do so you actually make them walk away with a sort of different self-confidence which I think is really powerful and Mm -hmm. so yeah I don't think it's um easy to define the values and and like how that comes over. I think I would go so far now just just to say one respect each other like crazy and work from a, that kind of space of respect. And then the other one would be that it is important to try to cultivate good values within the community because unlike doing a very individual activity where you don't have much interaction, we are influencing each other all the time, we're interacting with each other, people are putting a lot of trust in each other. I think for this sort of thing to stay healthy and to really get, you know, to maximize what its potential is for good, I think it actually requires that the community itself looks out for each other and tries to promote the good quite actively, which I think you're doing with these interviews slash podcasts. It's, Another podcast.
0: I don't know what they are. I don't know.
1: <laughs> we haven't decided yet. <laughs>
0: <Oui>. well,
1: we? <laughs> I was saying it was one thing and then you said it was something different. Anyway, um, I think you're trying to do this. I think it's really good. It's actually making an effort to try and talk to people and understand more, you know, go a bit beyond them as a dancer and understand their own philosophies and thoughts and reasoning and all sorts. And I think that's a great place to start. Thanks.
0: Um, just to go back to physics and philosophy, one concept that I find really fascinating is the notion of free will. And... um actually the theories that say that we don't have free will because essentially everything that we do is determined by physical phenomena a leads to b etc and some is random because of whatever physics i don't understand but basically it's saying that whenever you feel like you're making a decision you're actually not like you had no freedom or choice or anything it's just everything that happens is a consequence of the big bang <laughs> <laughs> do you think that's true
1: that sounds similar to like destiny or saying that all interactions from the very beginning probably very chaotically in a sense that it's very hard to predict and tiny changes lead to very different futures but everything sort of set on a path that you go along
0: well not necessarily a predetermined path but at this point in time we have a set of conditions that can only result in a certain number of outcomes. Mm. And because of the way that subatomic particles work, like you throw something, it's going to fall down and you, I start speaking and I'm going to finish a sentence. So whatever happens in your brain, whatever electric signal happens that makes you feel like you're getting T minus two seconds
1: I I don't know. <laughs> it's a very interesting way of thinking because it makes it sound like you're in a certain state and then based on that state, the outcomes are somewhat determinable and one state moves to the other. Yeah. And that's actually l- the model which... Um, so now I work or research AI, artificial intelligence, and one of the... Models for how you would essentially teach, maybe, for example, a robot how to function is you make the assumption of exactly that that from every state it can perform a set of actions and that determines what happens next. And given that state, it has some overall objective, which is to maximize its reward, it will take the action that will lead down a path that will maximize the coming reward, essentially. So I don't know. I don't know. I think this is too speculative.
0: I know. I'm, I'm not I'm not asking you like to solve the question, because we don't know enough to no one knows enough to say for sure, but do you feel like we have free will? Or do you feel like actually it makes sense that we don't and we just pretend that we do?
1: Do I have a choice? <laughs> do I have free will to answer that question? <laughs> oh man, that's a hard one. I mean I can see how we're just like the result of many ebbs and flows, emotion, whatever. And in a sense, the next thing we do is kind of up to a point predictable by, as you say, T minus one. So the best example of that is as you start doing something, the closer you get to the event, the more inevitable that event is. And at what point does it become totally arbitrary? You know, Can you divide it into tiny, tiny, tiny little increments where every next bit is predictable so the whole thing is predictable?
0: I, I'm not saying predictable necessarily. It can be random. But what I'm trying to say is, uh, from what I understand of these theories, is that you're not making z- a decision. The universe is making a decision via your brain, by... Ah doing this electric signal instead of the other electric signal. So it's not saying from the moment you're born, we can predict your entire life. It's saying right now you have a thought in your head and you feel like it's coming from a sense of you. But it's actually because of the way your brain is wired, Mm. which is because of the way you've eaten and developed and your genetics and
1: yeah. But doesn't that mean if it's the result of all those things, the next thing you do, given you knew all the details about the stuff before at this point, you could devise a sort of like decision process that says the next thing you're going to do, because that's what you're about to execute.
0: But there's an element of randomness in physics. Yeah. I guess (laughs) it doesn't matter if it's predictable, if it's random. Do you think you're making the decisions that you're making? Like, does something happen in your Mm. soul or whatever you want to call it, you know, that changes the course of history?
1: I definitely don't think I'm equipped to be able to say if I think that, you know, I'm in control of my thoughts or whatever, because I think if you don't have a definitive answer with enough evidence, I think it's fair to leave it as an open question to be determined at some other point. Okay, fine. Why? Why?
0: Because I wanted to relate it to creativity and whether or not we have free will. What does that say about being creative? Yeah. Is any idea you have just a random occurrence of the universe that happens to happen in your brain and Mm. somehow you have the vocabulary to express it? Or do you think that you are creating an idea?
1: I, I actually thought of... When I had an aha moment a minute ago or type of relation to the question, it was um, from the perspective of that little twang you get when you feel like you found something. And it's like that little thing for me is that emotional perturbation or um, conflict almost that gives you that idea that you've got to go somewhere. And it's kind of fun to think of that as coming from something quite innate and that creativity is about you know tapping into that and listening. It's funny, though, because I can't work out that, because I said the other side of it that I found most frustrating is when you feel like your body is going through the flows and you're not really in control or you're not really tapped in, you're not listening, you're not feeling, you're just kind of executing one loop after another. I, I don't know which one fits the idea that you're not creating something entirely new or whatever, you're just kind of following something that's somewhat determined. It's almost like you could look at both being the case that the thing's predetermined But on the one hand, it's kind of glamorous and a beautiful idea, you know, that creativity and the things that spur you to creativity are kind of you touching into something there that, you know, you just got to listen and guide you to the other side of it, which is where this thing will just keep you in an inevitable loop where you're just not in control and you're actually missing everything. So it's actually something I think I'll think about more moving forward. But I definitely do not like limitations. I do not like it when someone says, this is what there is.
0: I don't think there's any point in thinking about it further. I just thought it's an interesting thought experiment. Yeah, just, you know, those useless questions you ask yourself, like if a tree falls in a forest and no one's here to hear it, did it actually make a noise or whatever the thing is. Yeah. And I thought, you know... We talk so much about creativity, what if what if we don't have any control over it and it actually just happens because of what's happened before, what proportion of randomness occurs and I don't know, I just thought it was a dilemma that my brain can quite resolve but
1: yeah, I don't no, think I can't it's either. ever
0: going to be resolved. It is a dilemma in a way
1: because... You can also look at um, the options you have at any point within a dance because it's very much dependent on the moves, the position you're in, what came before, what makes sense, where momentum's going, if it is. So in a sense, you could say there's a lot of restriction. And also, the thing I find most sad, and I remember when I was younger with playing music, I got kind of sad because I thought we'd run out of melodies. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, I asked people, like, do you think we're just going to run out? There's nothing new to make. And I had a chat recently with a friend who... Um, is a composer, like top level composer. And he was saying that, you know, now music has become a bit of a a loop. of You know, there's sort of a lot of recycling going, you know, chord progressions. You know, there might be ridiculous amounts of possibilities for different notes that can come after each other. But in reality, they won't all sound good. So we actually may have that problem. And I think one way to reconcile this without even answering it, which is an easy way out, it's something my capoeira teacher told me, which was in capoeira, you only have, you can break things down into about six moves and different variations of them or different you know, ways that you reuse them. And he would make us do a lot of the same thing, not even just repetition, actually. It worked away from repetition to doing a few of something, very few, but hyper aware of what's going on thinking about every sensation you get, in a sense, very meditative. And the the lesson really is like, more from less, always think more from less. And with that in mind, I don't think you ever run out of what you can discover. And, and yeah, I think that's nice to think about. Because even if things become restrictive, and you don't even feel like you're coming up with these things in a way that I guess is open ended, it's somewhat predetermined, or you feel like it's you know, you're limited in what you're able to come up with. I think if you remain inquisitive over every piece of it, I don't think you get bored. And I think that is a way to break through anything too.
0: Mm. So that leads me to my last question that I normally ask people. Can you share something that someone said to you that made you think or really helped you in your journey?
1: Definitely one is just the idea of more with less, because I think you can apply it to everything. And I think it it's very easy in, in the world and in work and everything to always try to fill things with more rather than look at what you have and expand on it mm. essentially. And I think that's really valuable for me. I'm always interested in um, stoic ideas. I love the fact that we can now just pick up basically the diary of a Roman emperor, one of the good ones. And just go through how he had issues of procrastination and not wanting to wake up and feeling like you want to get away to like a villa on the seaside and the way that he would reconcile these ideas and also talk really heavily about this idea of like, it's in people's good nature. It's actually nature, whatever nature really is. It's supposed, I think it's just another undefined thing. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be the way to be. You know, it comes back to the idea of what are good values. Like, I don't think it's that easy to define. But he was saying that you know, it's in people's good nature to look after each other, essentially, and that if someone was—I th- I love this one actually too. I think it's a place for to dancing too. If someone was to offend you, but you know why? No, other way around. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, its if someone were to say something that would offend you, or is aggressive towards you, or in any way bad but you understand where they're coming from, what their triggers were, why they're in that state. You're actually the one to blame for being offended because you understand them. And I love that idea because it's so important today where you think of it in a dance too, where let's say someone isn't getting a move. And let's say you really somehow define your value on your ability to do that move, but you're not actually listening to the person and what's going, what's happening. And it could be you. But it's like that understanding doesn't hurt anyone. In effect, it should be able to be a way around conflicts and and these things. So that's a big one. I don't know if it's like a saying, you can't really put it into a saying, but the idea that if you understand, you almost have a duty and responsibility to use that in a positive way, you know?
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. My pleasure.